Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coaster Kings A through Z. I'm Ian, and the letter of the week is U for Ultra Twister. Great Adventure would like you to experience the ultimate thrill. First, you drop 10 stories. Then hurtle forward into a 360-degree loop. And if that's not enough, you'll do it backwards. Six Flags Great Adventure introduces the ultimate thrill, the new Ultra Twister. Once you ride it, you may never be the same. Ultra Twister, only at Great Adventure. After the coaster boom of the 1970s, parks and coaster companies were on the lookout for the next big thing. The 1980s were an era marked by unique innovations in the theme park world. Many of these were non-coaster related, with rides like Intamin's Freefall, Rapids, and Looping Starship becoming industry standards. In the coaster world, American manufacturer Aero Development would begin the decade by attempting to bring the suspended coaster to the market, with the ill-fated Bat at Kings Island, which operated from 1981 to 1983. They would perfect the concept in 1984's Accelerate at Six Flags Astroworld and Big Bad Wolf at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Around the same time, Aero would attempt to install stand-up trains on two of their existing coasters, which coincidentally both were located in Missouri. In 1983, Kansas City's World of Fun's standard Aero Corkscrew Scream Roller became EXT, or Extreme Roller. And in 1984, Six Flags St. Louis took one side of their dual-tracked River King Mine Train and marketed it as Railblazer. The death of a woman on Railblazer that same year would bring an end to Aero's attempts at a stand-up coaster. While Aero struggled to bring the stand-up coaster concept to market, a Japanese manufacturer was already working on making this coaster type a reliable and safe reality. Togo already had a long history in Japan, building some of the country's earliest coasters. In 1982, they had installed standing trains on two of their existing looping coasters, and in 1984, they installed the first purpose-built stand-up roller coaster in the world, King Cobra at Kings Island. King Cobra was an instant hit and opened up the North American market to Togo for the first time. Kings Entertainment would, would use Togo again two more times for additional stand-up coasters, and it wouldn't take long for other parks and park operators to take notice. During the 1980s, Six Flags launched a ride rotation program designed to save costs while regularly providing new attractions for each park to market. Six Flags seemed to focus on unique concepts for these coasters, ones that would stand out in the market against more typical wooden or looping coasters. The first coasters to be part of this program were a pair of Intamin bobsled coasters called the Sarajevo Bobsleds, which opened in 1984 at Six Flags Great Adventure and at Six Flags Magic Mountain. 1985 would bring the prototype Intamin Space Diver Z-Force to Six Flags Great America, and 1986 saw the debut of the final two coasters to be part of this program, the Intamin Stand-Up Shockwave at Six Flags Magic Mountain, and the Togo Ultra Twister at Great Adventure. Togo's Ultra Twister model was, and is, unlike any other coaster on the market. One of the only true pipeline coaster designs to ever become a reality, the Ultra Twister features an oversized track bed so riders can slip between the tubular rails instead of on top of them. This allows for heartline twists that invert riders without any change in direction or elevation. Togo achieved this through the use of large ring-like track supports, a distinctive feature of the Ultra Twister. Togo's Ultra Twisters also feature a unique layout. 
Due to the wide positioning of the rails, any lateral turns integrated into layout would have been taken a significant amount of track length, and initially, Togo's Ultra Twister cars couldn't navigate turns. Instead of a full traditional full-circuit layout, Togo went for two straight sections of track stacked on top of each other. Riders would leave the station backwards and go into a switchback. This switch track would tilt the cars to a vertical position, and the car would move forward into a vertical chain lift. Riders then experience a near 90-degree vertical drop, an airtime hill, and the first heartline twist before breaking into another switch track. This second switch track tilts the riders backwards into the second track section, which features two heartline rolls before the final breaks, all taken backwards. All the twi Ultra Twisters share that lay layout, with the exception of the Ultra tw Twister at Rusutsu Resort, which replaced the second switch track with a dive loop and a turntable at the end. The American Ultra Twister proved to be a huge hit for Six Flags Great Adventure, drawing line, long lines and significant media attention. Not only was its pipeline design novel, the vertical lift, near vertical drop, and use of switch tracks were all pretty revolutionary. The closest thing park guests could probably compare it to at this time was the first-gen intimate freefalls that were experiencing enormous popularity. True to the ride rotation program's intentions, Ultra Twister was dismantled after the 1988 season and moved to Six Flags Astroworld in Houston, where it opened in 1990. Due to safety concerns, the coaster was modified for Astroworld, with the vertical lift being replaced by one at a 45-degree angle. The ride proved popular for Astroworld and remained a staple attraction in the park until the park's closure in 2005. The coaster was moved into storage at Six Flags America, but has likely been disposed of or sold for scrap since. The Ultra Twister model proved quite a success for Togo, with seven built from 1985 to 1994. However, the Six Flags Ultra Twister would be the only one the company built outside of Japan. Banking on the initial success of the King's Entertainment stand-up coasters and the Six Flags Ultra Twister, Togo was confident that they could continue to expand into the international market. In 1991, they established Togo International Incorporated, headquartered in Middletown, Ohio, to provide service and sales to the Western market. The first major coaster project headed by this subsidiary would be a new coaster for Six Flags Great Adventure for the 1995 season. Ultra Twister had made such an impression on the public that Great Adventure wanted to capitalize on this with a similar interaction. Togo utilized their sit-down looping coaster model which had the capacity for Heartline twists similar to the Ultra Twister. Great Adventure also had Togo add additional metal rings to the ride's layout, further evoking the Ultra Twister's unique experience. Viper opened in 1995 to mixed reception, and the coaster quickly became rough, so rough in fact that it didn't even last 10 years at the park. It was removed after the 2004 season, although much of its plot and station are reused by the Intamin prefab wooden coaster El Toro. This would prove to be the first of many missteps for the fledgling Toko International, culminating with the disastrous performance of Windjammer Surf Racers at Knott's Berry Farm and the eventual bankruptcy of the company. What about the pipeline concept? Well, besides Arrow getting pretty far into a pipeline concept in the 90s, and an obscure intimate project that opened in South Korea in 1996, which may have also been related to the Arrow coaster um, design, the pipeline concept lives and dies with the Togo Ultra Twister. At one point, this concept must have seemed very exciting, but with improvements in computer-assisted design and manufacturing, today's traditional loopers can accomplish most of what the pipeline coaster could. 
Only time will tell if this unique design will return, but for now all we can do is treasure the four examples that remain operating in Japan. Thank you so much for listening. If you could, like, subscribe, and leave a rating wherever you are listening, that helps us out a lot. Make sure to visit thecoasterkings.com for trip reports, articles, and park updates. We also offer a wide range of park and coaster-related merchandise. For Coaster Kings Radio, I'm Ian O'Donnell. Join us next time for another installment of Coaster Kings A through Z.